Don't go anywhere, bitch. And you keep doing you. All right, Sweeney, I'm going to see you later. Stay black. (laughs) (laughs) That's not so bad. Here we have it, folks. Keep it. (laughs) Keep it basement podcast. Time to make my move. Sweet taste of victory like Oprah's Manny. Damn, son, where'd you find this? Well, it's funny because you keep coming to get it. I know, that's the thing. But that's like, they don't, they want to look too far deep into things. Like the TikTok kids, like they're all like, all about all that shit. A lot of it's just fucking repurposed content anyway. Like when Sam Morell was bitching because somebody took his joke and put it on on a TikTok, like in in a video form. And then the same thing happened to Sweeney and he was bitching. So it's like, and it wasn't even the same thing because it was a, Literally, it wasn't a fucking written joke where you could like make the argument or kind of hide that you took it from a comic. It was literally a live interview where you're in the video. So it's like everyone knows that that black dude, Isaiah, wasn't the dude interviewing. He just cut it from somewhere. You're the fucking guy who was on the thing. The kicker is that more people would care about Morel. Because he's famous and they care. Well, not famous like globally, but like he's bigger following than me and he does comedy and people care about that more than like some random dude who does an interview. Yeah. The morale thing though is a stand-up joke that he tells on stage. And, but then the tur- the TikTok was like, I don't, it was like an animated video or something reforming it. It wasn't like it was a cut of morale telling the joke on stage. So you like, don't know the original source. Yeah. Yours is it's a cut of you. Nothing was, nothing was edited. Nothing was cut up really. It was just you take and put it on the thing. I just find it funny that all these big accounts that took it, like this other that other account, Punch took it and then they took it down. I'll tell you they why. Leave our they leave our keep a basement watermark in the corner as if it's, like it's a young intern a running the account. It's a young kid running the account. His job is to generate revenue through trending things. So they want a proven commodity that already went viral. They go on TikTok comedy section section and just screen grab it or download from TikTok and put it on their page and don't tag anyone and literally make th- six figures a month on advertisements or growth hacking and engagement and doing in all other businesses. They don't care about the content creator. They care about the big picture dollar sign. And we're all just shitbag creators creating stuff where people just take it and make money off of us. That's what it comes down it's to. Just, it's just funny though. Cause if you take the wrong person's thing or a big name, they just take thing, it down. They could, they could come at you legally and then they'll just take it down. Because yeah, I talked to a, I talked to a business guy who, who, who has like, who knows all about that stuff. And he said, here's what's going to happen. You threaten for attorney or you say you're going to talk, your attorney said to like tag us or take it down. They're going to tag you late. So you get less credit, uh, less, less views and shit and less people following, or they're going to see it late or they're just going to take it down. And we've had full send. He's like, we credit you. I told you the hot girl reached out and that's a funny story. And then the other account, they they wrote back, well, sorry about that. We took it down. They ain't trying to give credit. Uh, cause like a, they look at it like this. Some people pay, like there's models who pay for these shout outs, like thousands of dollars for their OnlyFans promotion. So they'll put them on and they paid, but like, they have to like accept what you're putting out and they don't want to make anyone famous. Their job is not to make Kia basement huge or you huge. They want you to make, they want to get paid off that. Yeah. Shit. It's funny because you would think, why wouldn't they shout you out? They're already the big account getting everything, but regular people don't will care. pay them. So it's like, yeah. They don't, they don't want to lose the business us, model. We get it. Yeah. And, we're, and people like us aren't going to pay. Fuck so you, pay you me. Other, and Oh, oh we don't get it. Like, people don't get it. Like, another thing they do is growth engagement. So they'll build up real people, but they'll find ways to get followers through giveaways or shady shit. 
and they'll have 3 million followers. But in reality, there's probably not 3 million people following that account. They'll put it on private. So you have to follow it. And also, so you can't like say, Hey, you stole my content. Cause people were tagging me. I couldn't see cause the account was private. So hours later, finally they accepted my thing and DM me and said, Hey, uh, we, we tagged you, but they don't tag you in the post. They just tag you in the video. They tag you in the, for well, like they tag you in the post. I don't tag you in the caption. Yeah. It's stupid. And they do that hours later where, my friend made a good point. He's like, it's fucked up because 300,000 people already saw it and it has 100,000 likes and like half the people already saw it. So the people who follow Kia Basement or watch the porn interviews now and everything were late to the party. And like the best way to be is to tag ahead of time, but it's never going to work. The only way that works is if you sign a contract with Worldstar, they think you're funny and they own your content. You don't want them to own your content anyway. No. Which sucks. The whole game is fucked up. Like I was talking to Ryan Davis, Camino was talking to regular people, like the regular people, not to knock them. They just don't understand. They don't care. You look like a loser saying you look like the boy cried wolf or a pussy. If you're like, they stole my content. And like, people were making fun of me, my friends. They didn't get it. They don't care. Yeah, people were making fun they of follow memes. Like other people. They follow memes. They don't give a fuck about a comedian or a creator. Yeah, they follow they the memes for the, for like, like, like they a dating thing though. or news. Everyone just they takes the popular though. news and puts on the page to make money. The kicker is, though, even in a situation like that, if they did tag you up front, I don't think it's going to be that much of a help or game changer. What you need is it to go viral off of your actual original account on a consistent basis. That's and how you're in- Instagram, your Instagram doesn't do that. That's why you said TikTok's more popular and prevalent because Instagram doesn't want people who aren't huge to go viral, really. What happens is Instagram is you already have the audience and then you just keep supplying the content. But like what Schultz said about Rogan's correct. It's like you go on Rogan, but you, if you go on Rogan, no content or nothing new, it's like, what are you promoting? What are people going to look at? Because people have been going back following locker and liking his stuff and like my old porn stuff. And I don't really go hard on social media like I should, but like social media is annoying and Instagram isn't made for you to go viral. Now it's more or less made for like an established fan base and audience, kind of like Schultz, D- Dylan, Rogan, Giannis and all that. They'll shout you out. Like if they shout you out, that's more big. Like if Rogan shouted you out or posted something, that's more big than a full send. But like these little like entrepreneur snaky kids who run those accounts, like they're in it for the money. They're not in it for like the comedy or entertainment. Like it shows that it it gave me confidence to say, all right, like what I do is funny and entertaining. But at the end of the day, like the CEOs of these companies or they run these pages don't give a fuck about me. They're trying to make money off other shit like ads and paid promotions and growth, growth engagement. Yeah, so they're just going to repost dumb, like, they're going to repost relatable shit or entertaining shit that's not theirs. Proven commodity, yeah. There's a market for. Yeah, like, if it goes viral on... Like, I'm actually surprised, like, the Isaiah, like, the original one, the TikTok, because he wasn't big. He had, like, a few thousand followers, but he wasn't big. But then with that caption, I guess, it just got cut up in the algorithm. Like, I was talking to Waldo about the algorithm, and TikTok is just built where you can have stuff get millions of views, but it's not necessarily going to translate to a following. So if you already have a following and you jump on a new platform like a TikTok, you're already going to be good to go, but it's making wave for, I guess, younger people, whoever people, people who had to cut up these little relatable funny videos and maybe do crazy edits with a side-by-side or a voiceover to potentially get viral, viral videos, but it's not always going to necessarily translate into a following. Yeah. Yeah. It's What's just fu- weird. It almost seems just like a, it's almost like you're just gambling with uh with content at this point. Pretty much. It's almost like all the people that got on were because they like uh they put a lot of stuff out in volume till something hit. It wasn't even like zeroed in. It's almost like a business model that's not geared towards any sort of uh consumer. That's what my homie it's said. Whatever kind of- 
Yeah, it's whatever latches first. That's what you cater to, which isn't really sustainable. I don't, I don't think. It, no, it, it's, it's funny. I was asking people what to do, and they're like, put out porn clips, little clips every day. And then I had a homie who was like, it ain't going to work. You got to put random stuff out. And like the way TikTok's built is off like spun, spun like like random shit. Like like you said, like if you put a clip out every day, one will hit. But if you like put out the same concept clip like every day, it might not do anything. So he was like, put random stuff out, and then the big hitters randomly. He's like, don't go big, 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 big. Just like get your foot in and then create content first. But it's stupid because basically what TikTok is for comedians, I see it. Not not getting comedians, but like they're just taking anything that's trendy and popular and putting their own spin on it. And they know like people have short attention spans, so they're gonna do something popular for like twenty seconds. And it's like more. I guess it's more relatable these days than doing a podcast where people are like, it's gonna take an hour long to listen to somebody they don't know. They have to like know you. I guess you know. I don't know. I was thinking about it. I was yeah, like. Yeah, but- I was telling you about the TikTok thing. It's like comedians just take what's trendy and viral and just kind of put their spin on it to get in that, 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 that algorithm and the views up. Like it's not really anything crazily unique. I just, just kind of hate having to perform towards an algorithm though. Cause that kind of changes everything. That's what like I said. You could, you could kind of have the best idea or take on something and it just gets lost in nobody seeing it. I know it's like the same thing with being great on stage and a joke right now because of the comedy world right now. And it's like, it's just tough. It's annoying. I don't. And it like is it. a gamble creating any kind of content because it Someone could just get it could just idea. get taken or resurfaced or even edited up. Like t- technically, you we only know we only we only saw that one like that got we only saw that got cut from the YouTube and got posted and went viral because we like people sent us the videos and we were caught on to it. But there could be others of our shit out there or other of anybody shit out there that they just never came across. And we saw the kid posted one like a month ago and that, and we just never caught on to that one. It also didn't go as viral, but uh, that's just what it is in terms of repurposing the digital content. Stand up, stand up's a little different. Cause if you're going to cut someone doing an actual joke on stage, obviously that's you, but in your situation, in Mike's situation, he was interviewing Brandy Love. You're, he's not a huge name. We don't, we're, there's not a huge name tied to it. So you can just cut it and you're just putting it out for that relatable line where she said she sends women home to her house and you could put the wifey thing because that's the joke. Every 17-year-old kid wants to marry uh, somebody who, who will let them fuck other women. And that's, that's, the, that's the funny part. That's the relatable part. And that's something that's going to just get cut around, cut around, cut around. And that's what's going to get put on these raunchy channels, these full sends or these bar stools or whatever else. And let's be honest, I could send full still send a thing. You still got to credit the source though. and that's the thing they just don't give a fuck so you unfortunately you have to go through what we were doing the two days where it's like all of our friends blast the comments let's dm a million times our logos in the goddamn corner let's threaten them let's do all this shit even though we don't have much of a name behind us our freaking logos there and it's not your content we did it go ahead repurpose it make the joke but just fucking say that we did it it's crazy how they don't want to even give you the credit they shout you out and they're the huge pages already. That's what I'm saying. But they're not the reason they're not going to give credit is because pay me. Like we have a giant name. We're getting your name out there. We have how about you how about know. Ryan Davis? Um, he he said people are making six figures on other people's content. It's true. It's sad. It's like yo, yeah, you right. could you could be like I'm quitting comedy right now. I'm becoming a meme page maker and next make six figures and be like you might not be happy with it. But you're like I'm just taking people's comedy jokes or or like memes and making a hundred thousand a year and I can't get on a stage. So fuck it. Well, that that's the thing with. It's also like the same shit that almost Rogan was trying to fight against. You know what I mean? Like where like Mencia was taking people's shit and repurposing them and 
you know, putting them out as his own. It's the same thing. It's the same thing, just on in digital content. It's crazy yeah, when you see like, like okay on Lil Duval yeah, putting okay. it. Yeah, it's weird because you're telling a comic you got to put out more internet internet content, huh. yet the 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 internet doesn't stand for the same shit that got you in the door in the first place. Yeah, it's so, a whole new thing. Like, look at Lil, du Lil Duval putting memes out, Charlamagne. It's like guys you look up to and like people who like put their foot in the made room, like improve the game for what they do. Like, they're like kind of in this younger generation trying to be relevant, doing the same thing. Like, Snoop Dogg's a meme page. Like, if you look at Snoop's page, he's a legend yeah. in hip hop and you go to his page, he's putting memes out all day. It's like someone's it's running that and getting ass. They're just trying to stay relevant. I talked to a girl from Netflix the other day and she's like, you got any memes? It's all about memes and this dumb relatability that not, not to say, yeah, relatability. And not to say like, I'm, I like memes. Like I'll, I'll admit it. All my friends obviously like memes. And that's the, that's the thing that a regular everyday is going to relate to not somebody who creates their own content. Bro. And then there's, but there's people who probably create actual original memes themselves and they're, they're probably skilled, but it's just the fact that, there's all these other accounts that are just repurposing content. Look, that's how the fat Jew got pinched. That's how like whatever all these happens. Plus there's accounts out there. Like when, when our Chris D'Elia clip, like kind of went kind of big, there's a YouTube accounts out there where they just, they wait for the big name podcast to come out every week. And then they cut up the clips from the podcast and decipher what the comic or the personality is actually saying. And they basically make fun of them or they dilute what's actually being said. Like that happened a lot with Dalia and Cal and everything. And then those accounts get big because it's kind of like a TMZ YouTube account. And that's but, what people want to watch. Academics, that's what I'm saying. Which, when Charlemagne said, you got to do what you got to do to get where you want to go. Literally academics did that. Like now he has his own show, his own brand, and he still does shit like that. But it's very tedious and it's very annoying. It's like you don't even have to be creative. You just have to be really like disciplined in your work ethic and like just know all these like trendy fucking pages. And like when you have radio shows becoming meme pages, that's the game changer for me. Like there's like a famous radio show in like LA and they just became a meme page. Like they don't post anything radio wise or podcast wise. Same thing like Rude Jude. Like no one knows that Rude, Rude Jude's a, a personality on Sirius XM. His fucking page just became a meme page and he makes money off shit like that. And like when you see a podcast page turn completely meme, like they don't even promote their podcast. So they have a separate podcast page with not as big following. And then like the main page is like a huge meme page. It's just crazy because they get to do what they want to do after Get, like getting a huge page relating to memes and shit yeah it's weird I, it just doesn't seem like at what point are you really getting a uh a uh what's the word like you're getting something that's truly organic like out of something like that nothing nothing's ever worked really nothing like, like what i'm saying is like yeah, yeah at this point where who's really gauging the relatability like, like my thing is if that that that's relatable Making a making a page strictly to uh, put other people's shit out there, get views, blah blah blah, all for the sake of then taking said page and turning it into whatever you want. Like that's weird. I know. Yeah, Unfortunately, I mean it is weird. It's like the comedy creative regular... group. Hey, it's like those guys. And shout out to them. Like no disrespect, they like like a two bears comedy or one B, two bears one B episode, whatever the hell it's called, will come out. And they'll just, they'll just take memes. They'll just take things from the episode and make memes about it. And then the comedian will like post their meme and then they'll get like followers off of that. Like Tim Dillon likes the artwork and they'll just like post it. And they're like fans, but at the end of the day, they're like into the comedy world and do stuff for that and make money to that. It's like a business. For that, it's relevant. But for that, it's relevant. You know what I mean? When you're just doing mindless shit just to grow something 
Like, you know what At I mean? At least they're like, making actual artwork. They're not just taking somebody else's meme. That's what I'm saying. Is like, I'm not just picking and choosing and then just like getting crumbs off of someone else's like cake that they made. Well, like 22 uh, and uh, academics to me, they're, they got the crumbs in hip hop. You know what I mean? And they make more money than rappers now. That's just unbelievable. <laughs> they're a new, they're like a news outlet. I wouldn't even say it's crumbs. I think it's a. Uh... They're part of the culture. There, there was a there was a need for that sort of platform. Yeah. The the new dudes that like you wouldn't really get to uh, you know, get a deeper insight to or like how they really are as a person or whatever. Yeah. Like. And I guess that's I think that's happening now too with like just personalities in general or comedy whatever uh like uh. I guess twenty two interview uh. A hip, a new hip hop, you know, a young hip hop artist or whatever. I mean, and and you know, and Ro- Rogan does that too because he puts people. He, he essentially puts people on. He puts his comic friends on next to like a astrophysicist. But I think it's just a matter of if you can get your own following, no matter how you get it. Really, say you're a stand up, say you're a hip hop artist, say you are a video creator, and then the only originality is really you doing your own. I guess your own like significant consistent piece of content which i guess would be like a podcast say you do like a a weekly video series a podcast or whatever and you garner that following off of that uh and then you maybe use that to perform on the road or whatever you do like i figure over the last during the pandemic you know tim dillon's probably the best example like he's a guy who is not he, he he garnered a following probably highly off of rogan and some other avenues but he consistently does his show that people tune in for, and that's all original shit. And he does these dumb comedy sketches, all original shit. He's yeah. not repurposing other memes. He's not repurposing memes or other content. But these young up and comers, especially these TikTokers, are. They're going. They're probably looking at a funny bit that Tim Dillon did on his show, or that Sam Morell did on a stand-up joke, maybe. And they're repurposing it. And you're unfortunately your regular everydayer whoever is not gonna like my friend is not gonna care they might not even know they probably don't know and they probably don't care so you can't really blame them somebody who's in the content creation game will will probably realize it like us but most people just don't care they just want to laugh real quick and they want to relate to it and unfortunately it's not it's not like i mean you can't really you know what can you do i mean i don't know like and everybody's really getting i think everybody's really getting jumbled in the mix now comics getting jumbled in the mix with all these content creators like and anybody who doesn't like the situations of YouTubers, TikTokers, comics, they're pretty much all melding together. And then the you see like a cosign when Logan you think Paul are best friends. You, you see know, a, Schultz just had on Logan Paul's co-host on. Nobody cares. They're yeah, all, like they're all, and you, we're all content creators. We're all pretty much in the same boat. It's funny though, like an angry comedian, like a like a straight stand-up or an open mic guy would be like, fuck all these guys, like these uh content creators on YouTube. And then you see like your favorite comedian friends with the content creator on YouTube. I don't think anybody's really like that. I, I don't know anybody personally. That, no, I'm saying though, it's funny, like how, how you would hate to hate a dude. Like pe- someone might think someone's whack, and then you see like Schultz with the guy, like because he's huge. It's just weird. The yeah, only but- way I'd hate is if that if the guy is you is creating is not creating his own content, and he's getting a name and a following off of uh, repurposing other people's shit, using other people's. That's shit. what I'm saying. Plus, Schultz wouldn't be there unless he didn't, unless he had a uh, a YouTube channel or uh, something. You know what I mean? Like. At this point, you're seeing dudes like in the same room with each other because like their followings can help each other out. Yeah, they're all just like exactly like piggybacking it. Yeah, it's not genuinely like fuck with this dude, you know, like but uh. Yeah, Giannis had a great clip before. Sometimes you end up there. Sometimes you end up like 
right? But you just I help mean, each other out. You do my show, I do your show, your followers maybe well, fucking. What, what I realized in hip hop, but it relates to everything, like Adam 22, Vlad, academics, when you're putting more people on and bringing value and food to the table, you're getting more money, success, and opening more doors. Like if you promote this guy's song, he'll give you a favor, et cetera, et cetera. And you're like part of the culture. And now what I see that's fucked up though. For up-and-coming creators, like if you're creating a podcast, you talk about trending topics, like it's tough for you to win because famous comedians are now doing that and they're using action words in their in their YouTube things and they're talking about trending topics. Like if you look at like Flagrant 2, it's like check out Floyd Mayweather and Logan Paul's fight coming up or whatever. And like they're using like crazy action words to get crazy clout views. And it's like it's hard for an up-and-coming with no following an audience to even like make it in the game because you already have your famous comedians kind of doing that and being cloudy. It's accepted now. Flagrant 2 is funny because they literally started off strictly as a sports podcast, but then Schultz started to blow up. So now they're obviously just an everything podcast. Yeah, and they're going with their audience. And that is true about the – I mean, granted, platforms like that already have the following. So, like, you don't need to put in a trigger title for me to watch. They are doing the trigger titles. But they are doing which is hilarious because I literally thought of that yesterday because Flagrant 2 had on – I guess that guy Mike who – Hey, Mike, he dates Lana Rhodes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure. Logan Paul's buddy. Schultz had him on the podcast and the title is literally what it was, what it's like uh, dating the number one girl in porn. And then I watched the whole thing and they talk about her for like 30 seconds at the end. Yeah. It's, so yeah, it's, it's just like, you know, they but, keep, they keep you lumped in. They draw yeah. the convo. They tie you in. And then once you get in, you're watching, they try to keep you entertained, but it's also subjective. Like, I also honestly don't. I'm not even super entertained by them. They do cover trendy shit, and I like Schultz, so like I'll watch some shit once in a while. But I'm not into it. Like when the history hyenas, I consistently watch every week, and they're done, which we, we, I think is absurd. But them, I literally watch every week for entertainment. They weren't talking trendy shit. They didn't make trendy titles. They were just hilarious off of one off of each other, and I think that is funnier than you know just somebody talking about trending shit and i also thought they were funnier than schultz and akash i try not so to listen an example. i try not to listen to a lot of podcasts million dollars worth of game though a lot of good gems in there i don't think you listen to any except for million dollars worth of game i've been li- i've been uh, used- i've been listening because of what like the gems they give and talk about it's just wild nah that one's good that one grew on me I like yeah it. i got people on there i got people hitting me up about it so i'm like i gotta stay tuned like there's a new one with the guy from the uh portland trailblazers there damon damon lillard damian lillard he's a raider fan i was got damon a little yeah, I didn't watch that one yet. He's though. a rapper too. There's some good ones. Like they had Shaq on and Shaq was talking about all business stuff. And like, I don't know, like I'm not in a podcast to laugh. I'm in it to like gain knowledge too, to learn the game. But yeah. yeah. I'm in most, I mean, I, I listen to two to laugh when one's gone now. And then I listen to the fucking inspiration, like business stuff. Like I listen to Tim Ferriss a lot, but for the most part, I kind of want to laugh or be entertained. But also I think if you are a podcast that has if you're a podcast that hits on any aspect, say you're providing gems, you're providing business insights, say you're just making jokes, you're entertaining, say you're, you know, I listen to a true crime podcast that people are obsessed with, say you're like into that kind of shit, you can garner your following in different avenues. And then once you have the name or the numbers or the following, you can do whatever the fuck you want. That's what I'm so saying. That's like, why I said it. That's what they call it somewhere first. They're calling it niching down. And you, you didn't agree with that philosophy. Everyone niches down. I mean, I don't agree with, I mean, there's a lot of shows out there that don't niche down and also niching or niching, whatever the fuck the term is, is subjective. It's like flagrant two started as sports. So that's technically niche. You're only going to cover sports like 20 episodes in they're doing anything. And, and even sports isn't well, that I mean, niche, you, but like Tim Dillon, he's not niche it, and he has a huge would following. You call, would you call it niche or would you say focused on 
X, Y, and Z. Well, I, I talked to people and they were telling me the niche down and audience, like save whatever hits the best and you might not like it the best at the moment, but it's, it's bringing you revenue or it's bringing you engagement. You got to stick with that to get in it. And then you just kind of universally you're following when you get that niche down. So that's why they say niche down. To me, I feel like niche was like uh, Shiggy. Or like, uh, or, or like that dude uh, that that has that new dance out, uh, Junebug or whatever. Oh yeah, you know yeah. What I mean? Like that niche, like, like you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. Me. I, I like okay. I'll give you an example. Like the niche would be like academics doing Chicago rap, or like somebody doing like a specific sport and then sticking with that, or doing like hip hop beefs. Like I got into this channel that does does hip hop beefs only, and I was watching like Ja Rule, Benzino, and like the old ones. And that was like a niche, and then he got so big he just covered hip hop in general, like like generic, like that's what they do. Okay. Yeah, but like I I I, uh, I don't agree with it, but it, I could see how it would work. Like you start small in a certain thing, and you go hard on that, and then you just like expand out. Because it's hard to like when you generalize a topic, it's hard to get in like certain algorithms or top podcasts or top YouTube pages because you're kind of like I think anything could work. I think hypothetically anything could work out, and when I see people with huge podcasts or huge shows my mind is blown sometimes like like a tim dylan who like he doesn't really niche he's kind of a conspiracy like political guy but it's all like an act he was already pretty famous though prior keep that in mind exactly but like even when like a kid who gets who blows up off hip-hop beefs or whatever and then he's just able to cover hip-hop like for that to for that to take off i think it's just a little bit of it's a little bit of a viral content consistently and then like luck because like there's probably a hundred guys out there who cover hip, like probably more who cover uh, hip hop beefs or cover hip hop on YouTube and not all of them are popping off. It's, like it's, production like a, it's like a matter of, it's like a matter of being put on and, and, you know, and, and a bunch of other aspects. Like look at, are you garbage or like any of these other, any of the other shows that have popped up over the last, whatever. And then also maybe a unique uh, concept, but then they got up now because of, people are blown up now because of clubhouse, which I still don't understand what it is, but uh, <laughs> you're getting, if you're getting into these clubhouse, and some people are going in like Tim Dillon's been going in like as a joke and he'll like he'll like sit in on, on things and like talk about conspiracy theories as a joke. But other guys go in there and they're like they're literally like business entrepreneurs or whatever. And they're just talking about, I don't know, I guess they're giving insight on how to do this, that, the whatever, grow your brand or whatever. Joe Budden was and in the time people, about podcasting. Yeah, now he's on Patreon, which is fucking hilarious. Um, or look at, you know, I think, Ella, I think that's the smartest move you can make. What's it? What, what is Patreon? it? Yeah, Cometown did it like a minute oh, yeah. ago. Well, Patreon is literally freaking. It's like Twitch. People are no, people but are he's like money. he's getting a paycheck from Patreon. You gotta talk about that. Like he's it's being not, like their spokesperson and their spokespod, like their number one, their top, uh, whatever. And they're definitely gonna try to get co- comedians in that route because I see comedians commenting on the photos and shit. Well, nobody makes more money on Patreon than comedians. I mean, Button's gonna be the next one in now, but like the what Flagrant Two and like Tim Dillon and like. Uh, these podcast, these comedy podcasts make off Patreon is, is ridiculous. It's they don't only, run, they don't run it though. Creators. It's like someone runs it for them because that's a lot of work. And then like they do certain clips and Usually what your producer out. does it. Yeah. It's, it seems like a fucking headache. If you were like the comedian doing all that. Well, yeah, but it's also, it's, it's the fact of the matter of that. Yeah. It's like, you got to put all the content out for the free platform so people can consistently get your stuff. And then you also have to put out the exclusive stuff on Patreon. But the kicker is you have, you have to sign up and pay a minimum of whatever per month. Like I think the minimum is five for anything. So like you're get you know you're getting money you know it's you're getting only, return like if you're, only if you're garnering fans yeah and then look at uh 
Look at what happened with uh, Andrew Schultz and uh, Kevin Hart with the name changing, the, the dumb podcast name thing. You know what's hilarious? Uh, that made me watch the show, his podcast, and it's better than like anything, not to be a dick, but anything like Schultz does. On it. Like I've been listening to the Kevin Hart's thing weekly, and it's pretty good. He had Seinfeld on the first episode, Jesus and Mero the second, and this week is Bill Burr. And like I've been listening to that because it's actually inspirational, and it's a good one. And like Schultz kind of got on the radar for saying like, hey, uh, Ke- Kevin Hart used my, na- my name or whatever. I mean, I just think that that's promoted heavily too. That's promoted on Snapchat. I see it on Spotify on like everywhere. So like, that's another thing too. When you're in the industry, Kevin Hart Hart hasn't done all he does is talk on a mic and he has producers, he has everything. And like, when you're somebody up and coming, you have to do it all yourself. Yeah. Yeah, It's a shitload of work, but he's Kevin Hart's also the most famous biggest comedian. So it's like for him to, uh, I guess do that video and uh, like apologize or whatever. I don't know. I thought it was. Uh, he didn't say his name in the second episode, though. He didn't say his name. It was almost like unofficial promotion for both. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. But I mean, like, like they both knew that like they were bringing each other traffic. Yeah. You know and I mean? like, yeah. In private, he probably was just like, hey, dude, like I'm using that right now for something, blah, blah. And he was probably super cool about it. Got to keep in mind, I think Charlemagne helped out because he's friends with both of them really well. So it's probably like that was the cosign too. Like if, if Andrew Schultz was coming at in a weird way, Kevin Hart probably be like, fuck this guy, insane shit. I also think if Andrew Schultz never said anything, nobody would have noticed or cared. And he hasn't done that podcast in like over a year. So like, I don't think it, it would have made a difference. It's also a very common name. Like the term inside jokes is like a common phrase. It's like, it's just like- And you could, he, you could have, there'll be a bitter, some, there'll be somebody bitter in the comedy community who said that Schultz stole one of their ideas. Like if you were like to open it yeah. up. And, talk about and it. Kevin Hart's still, no, like even though Schultz is blown up, Kevin Hart's still a thousand times bigger than Schultz. So like, he's always going to get the vouch and people are just going to be like, who cares if it was your name? Like it's Kevin Hart, you know? Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I think Kev, Showed that like he was like still one like, of the one like, of them. Move. I was like, a, yeah, he was cool. Super, it was a super smart move on his end because, like I say, yeah, somebody could get power, fucking power on a go on a power trip real easy and be like, man, you know what the fuck? I will take this show and make it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Oh, he changed the name this week. He changed the name this week. What is it? Comedy Goldmine. Comedy Goldmine, not too shabby. It used to be Inside Jokes, and it used to be promoted as that. He's probably annoyed. He's probably like, this is so ridiculous. Now the producer has to go do all this comedy gold mines because it was named Inside Jokes. I hope you ain't make merch yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy when you just have that name. Everything's given to you. Like he like he was saying he has a talent booker, a producer, this and that. It's like a whole thing behind him. How about... um? I think that's different. I don't think you could do that in the come up. Like, like, he yeah. definitely couldn't do it on the come up. Also, if this was probably like three or four years ago, it, he it probably wouldn't have went down like that. It, like, if, it's sponsored by Sirius Special or, or a Charlemagne Connect or a, as big a name, it might have just got completely blown over. Also, because yeah. remember, have been doing Brilliant Idiots since like 2013, 2012. True, but maybe even earlier than that. I, know, I thought it was 2014, maybe around then, but it doesn't. But the thing with, the thing I'm saying is like, if you have a Kevin Hart name, you can do whatever the fuck you want and you get like a whole team behind you just talking on a mic. But like now coming up, if you're like a young guy on the come up, I feel like you have to do it all. It's kind of annoying. Yeah. Like even Tim Dillon's probably not like- Like a in a situation like probably that- Probably a business manager and a like producer. That, yeah. Like in a situation like that, you can get Kevin Hart to apologize and change the name. But if it was like a- Andrew Schultz to like an open mic or you got no shot. So oh, yeah, that's what's so funny about it. 
and he so was using that. He was using it like it's like like I and I like Schultz, but it's like who gives a fuck, dude? Like you, you haven't done the show in over here. It's Kevin Hart. You got other shit going on. He was like, trying to be a little spicy. Know. He was using it like Kevin Hart came out and took his great a title idea. He's using it for flack to get even more of a following. Like, he's not using it because he genuinely cared that the guy took his name. And then he thanked Kevin Hart after. He's like, thank you for, you know, blah, blah, blah. What's yeah, you got to thank him. But yeah. Kevin Hart seems cool. Always, always seems cool. And he's the most famous comedian. So it's like, what are you going to do? That's what I'm saying, though. You got to move a certain way when you're, when you're at that level. Yeah. How about this? Rogan and Chappelle are going to buy com- or are in talks to buy comedy clubs and basically build their own comedy. I thought clubs. you were going to say Comedy Central and say, "Will he watch his, Will he watch Chappelle's show?" What do you mean? You didn't get that because he said, "Don't no one watches Chappelle's show on Comedy Central." <laughs> I thought no, I, I thought you were saying that Rogan and Ch- uh, Chappelle oh. are in talks to buy Comedy Central at first. Where's the bomb was, button? Oh, imagine Where's the bomb button. And I was waiting. <laughs> but, I was um, waiting. Is can Chappelle watch his own show after? Uh, yeah, he I can. That, and I've I think that's another stupid recently, thing. Actually. No, but sh- uh, shout out to Comedy Central. February 15th, the new Patrice O'Neill documentary comes out on Comedy Central, which is probably the first good thing Comedy Central has done in fucking however long. They're starving yeah, for something. Out, shout dude. out to that. They're trying yeah, to this, get anything. This, this documentary is supposed to, be, supposed to be really good. But uh, so I'm thinking with Rogan, Rogan's going to buy a comedy club in Austin. Chappelle's buying one or he's building one in Ohio where he lives. This is crazy. Although he's basically been had one at, at like the farm this whole time. Obviously, he's been bringing comics up there, whatever. What do you think for the future? I'm thinking that if they're going to own their own clubs, they're going to be able to how, how, how it's going to work in terms of a process of booking comedians there and booking shows there because the way comedy clubs works is there's an owner there's a manager and you book them but if an already famous comic owns the club all relationships they have the green light it's all they have the green light and the say they're going to be the ones who are going to be able to do whatever the fuck they want so it's, it's like a revolving door just yeah. they'll hire them they'll hire people it's all related yeah, they'll hire like managers and shit but like i think that's never really been a thing where a comic owns the club. It's always it will, been a person who doesn't do comedy. Owns it will be Rogan's buddies from the comedy store there. And then Chappelle will have his crew of like Darnell Rawlings, Cypher Sounds, Michael Che in his place. Stuff like that. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying, imagine like you're going to perform at a club and it's like Joe Rogan's club. It's not like, you know, you usually you don't know the owners of, you don't know the names of comedy club owners, except for Mitzi Shore. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't, Dave, you're going to Dave Chappelle's comedy club. I don't think they'd be a prick and name it their own name, but maybe I'm wrong. No, I'm just saying, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I mean, Chappelle's going to call it fucking Tyrone Bigums, and Rogan's going to call his fucking, you know, weed aliens and whatever. <laughs> but I just I just think it's interesting because the way that uh, – the way it's moving with this flux to the south, obviously with COVID. I don't think you're going to move to New York anymore, better, L.A. It seems like – no, I don't think so either. But the way this vaccine's moving, I think actually things might get back to, like, in terms of live performance, like – we actually might get people might get back into that like by the end of the year and like Dylan's in Austin now everybody and their mothers in Miami for the winter but I'm saying in terms of clubs reopening it, it seems to me other than the Northeast and the West Coast everything's open every other every other every other club and every other state is open yeah I, I think the uh, internet's the most powerful tool still no matter what yeah, it has nothing right, to do with the internet. Right I'm saying live performance for people who are still uh, going to do it. If you pop I'm, off on, if you pop off digitally, you're not going to quit doing stand-up. Like a Tim Dillon's not going to just stop doing stand-up. But they're not waiting. They're not like like anticipating. Like let's get back into it. Like they're just going to create content, and make tons. Well, that's of what I'm saying. Content. You don't even really have to. I mean, Mark like Cuban was saying the road the entire time. But like, yeah, if you don't want to like dive back in because you're nervous or you want to wait and get the vaccine or whatever, I'm just saying. I think when. 
hypothetically, because I'm, I'm not one of these guys, but when people are like, when everything's actually completely semi or completely back to normal and it feels like it's like 2018 again and maybe like a year or two, I'm saying the way comedy clubs are going to work and the way these entertainers are going to work is going to be different than it was. It's going to be like, look, my podcast is huge. I'm coming in. I'm doing this. You can come, you can not come or whatever. And if, if a comedian owns a goddamn comedy club, if a Joe Rogan owns a goddamn comedy club, he's going to fucking bring in whoever he wants. And it's, it's going to be different than it was where it's like you work your way in, you work your way up. I think it's tougher for the mom and pop guys, like the up and comers than, than it will ever be unless you know the right people. It's uh, fucked up. You got to remember that the already functioning clubs are going to stay though. They're going to remain the same. They're still going to be booking agencies for features and shit like that. And a lot of them are doing, are actually like, I feel like a lot of them are doing fine right now. Like some, unfortunately some clubs shut down, but like, in terms of the South, I feel like everything's like Zanies is fine and the like South is uh, gonna be fine because the South didn't hasn't really given a fuck since this whole thing has been COVID. going on. Which That's is the only thing. There's more wiggle room right now, but as soon as this whole thing is sort of declared like kinda over or we dig or we're digging our way out. I guess when the vaccine you guys haven't touched on an important issue though, the whole like interpersonal communication of like just randomly getting off a work shift and going to the club and seeing a comic you like, and he's like, "You want to you want to open tonight?" That whole thing is done for now. No, not really. Like that whole thing, like where you could just get a random interview and be in a, in a green room and not be fear of COVID or like thinking you're gonna get COVID. Like it's not like it's tough now to do all that because like the people are gonna bring the people who they have it during it. What I'm saying says who? It's tougher yeah, like a winter. It's it's tougher a winter month. Like the whole like like interpersonal random like spon- spontaneous conversation like to connect with someone the connecting isn't as crazy now it's more online is my point yeah but that's because we're in the, in the still in the midst of a pandemic and it's still that's what i'm saying it's fucked even up. more like that in the, on the northeast this isn't gonna last forever no i know I mean, but that's like, what's the fucked up part but when things do open back up i think the lane's gonna be even more open being that now the the hoop got bigger before it was new york la chicago and uh atlanta mad competition denver too but like and then if you're like already established you could kind of do vegas now that the south opened up you got a lot of dudes that ain't happened for them in new york or it didn't happen for them in atlanta or chicago or la other people are gonna start trying to go down south too which opens the lane up in everywhere else from everywhere that uh everywhere ah, from everywhere I know, I know. that everybody left you know what i mean like yeah, Home I know someone who moved, was gonna move to creator, New York and didn't. Go. I know, I knew someone yeah. who moved to New York and didn't. He bet he was like, "Fuck it." Yeah, it's just some, it, it depends. It all depends. Like I, we're seeing it now. There's some Jersey dudes that are uh, leaving to go down south. You know, like yeah. I, I, I personally think it, it's gonna be a bit easier. Like maybe just because the way I see opportunities are now way like once again the, the hoops way more open for do you think corona will ever go away yeah you don't uh, think they uh i mean the vaccine's you don't gonna think be, they act that when swine flu was going on or no i know but i feel yeah, like people yeah, are so selfish like there, there's just no way like I feel like there's people are so selfish. It's always going to be here and for longer than we think. Like, I don't know. We like, everyone's like, you know, trust the science and the, everything's confusing the rules and shit. Plus politics gets involved. Like, will it ever go I away? Just more like, I think, I mean, they're saying it's that be drawn out. Way you got to take a vaccine to fucking get a test 72 hours before going to a concert. Like all this shit is just so fucking overwhelming for people. Well, yeah. If they start to implement things where it's like, you have to get a vaccine to do X, Y, and Z, then yeah, it'll be around. It'll be in your head more, but 
for the average everyday person, first of all, it seems to me the vaccine's actually getting spread around pretty quick in terms of essential workers and senior citizens, because those are the first ones to get it. And I'm thinking by the end of the goddamn summer, the only people who are, it's going to be left to get it is if your regular everyday or wants to get it. And it's like, 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 I mean, like if you've had COVID or you are, if you have COVID or you've had it, you have to wait three months to get it. So I'm thinking by the end, they're predicting by the end of 2021, the majority of the country who uh, can get the vaccine and wants the vaccine is going to be vaccinated if you want it. And if you're old or if you have underlying symptoms, it, after that, it's going to be the fact, the matter of, do you want to go get the, do you want the vaccine? Like, do, like me now that I have COVID right now, I don't, I, I'm not, I wasn't in a rush to get the vaccine anyway. Now I'm really not in a rush and I can't sign up for three months anyway. So it's like a person like me, who's like relatively healthy. I'm not going to care. So if I you take that and then also take all the other people who, who can get it and want it because they are allowed old people, essential workers, unless it's like a venue requirement or a job requirement, it's like, look, you need to have the vaccine to come back to your job at this blank place, or you need the vaccine to go, you to come into our venue. You need the vac. you need to have proof that you got the vaccine to come into a packed Madison Square Garden or a packed comedy club. That's where it gets a little dicey. And if people, are, some people are not going to be into that because it's like, oops. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. I, hit, I hit something. Um, My bad. So I was always that person where it's like, I, I, I don't listen. I, I don't know how to gauge the media and read the media. It seems to me like people talk like when this is all over, like it's never just going to disappear when you're going to wake up one morning and it's like, there's no talk of COVID. It's going to slowly ease in. A lot of people are going to have the vaccine. You're going to slowly ease into venues, entertainment venues and places starting to open back up to regular capacity. And you're either going to have the vaccine or you're not. And you're going to be able to decide if you want to go out and just live your regular life. And I've been that way the whole time. Like I was a psychopath. I'll admit I was a psychopath like the first two months because I didn't know how deadly it was. I didn't know if it was going to kill all of us. Then I realized by the summer that it was like mostly hyped up. Most people survive. Now I have it. So I really don't give a fuck. You got and lucky though like, compared to some people. I did, but 90% of people get it like me. And Giannis gone. had a so shit like, show and my brother. Yeah. Huh? So they're not in the 90%. Giannis had it really like, fucking bad. Like I, I'm, I'm so against what has happened now, and even Murphy's lighting up the rules a little bit, like the ten o'clock. I just don't want to kill my grandma. Stuff. I think that was because the Super Bowl is coming, and they knew they'd be missing out on revenue. And the winter obviously spiked the numbers, but I just, just don't like, want to kill any old people. Just go out and live. But here's the, and here's the whole kicker of it all is, like Alex said, the Florida and the South, they didn't give a fuck the entire time, and they broke, and then they broke it down. Their numbers are nothing more crazy than up here, who have been locked down. So it's like, I think if you open everything back up, the grand scheme of the numbers are going to even themselves out and it's just going to be what it is. They I say mean, people aren't, people, people aren't people aren't going to travel. 2020, I'm not, we, we lost 2020. I'm not doing this again. Like no, you gotta live your there's life. No hide, but then there's no hiding what it is if you open everything back up, which is just survival of the fittest. Yeah, true. Yes, and people are- vaccine, then that should be your whim. I was listening to a doctor too, and it's true. Like people are going to have that fear in their mind. They're not going to come to uh, live events for like a little bit. So it's going to be longer than expected, they were saying. And like- Obviously, like if you're a comedian, you're going to go out to the club and everything like that. But if you're like older, you're just not going to do it. And it, it's smart. I mean, you don't want people dying, but at the same time, it could hurt some business and people might travel not as much. I think people are going to get stir crazy, though, and go hard well, when I it's like it. when everything's opening up and people are going to go super hard. But at the same time, there's going to be people holding back. Yeah, you're going to that's the thing. You're going to get A and B. You're going to get people who are like, I want to go out and party. You're going to get people who are like, no, nah, I'm going to chill back. And that's what it's going to be. I mean, you talk to the comics who've been on the road this whole time, like going to the south and going to these clubs and they say it's fucking packed. Like even if they even if a club has to uh, 
keep a, keep a limit at like 40%. People yeah. want to go out and live and just have, especially if they've had it or they got the vaccine. It's I not like think- you're going to, like you're going to have people who are going to be itching to get out and you're going to have people to fucking stay back. Like Alex was, work, Alex works at a bar. I was working at a bar. There's people want to come in and out all the time. Like, like you got to still live. I guess that would take the COVID 1% chance you could die or get really sick. I would take the chance. If I knew I could like not have the one where you just don't smell and shit, I'd take that for a week or two over like, you know what I mean? Getting deathly sick, obviously. Yeah. But then again, with the CDC and all this other, like, (laughs) I don't know any of the, all this shit, this medical terms, it's like, can you spread it? If you get the vaccine, can you not spread it? You're going to lose taste. What's going to happen? It's like every single day is a different thing. So just fucking go out and live. I was going out and in-person jobs and doing all this shit. For we both months. had tests. I never got it. 48 hours prior and tested negative. Every day and he gets it. It's like, come on. I mean, it's Jesus so weird. Christ. You you got tested 48 hours. We both did. And you tested negative. And so did I. And then you could have had it like within that time frame. It, it's too tough to. to could have not been detected in my system yet. Could have been a false negative. How the fuck should I know? It's a joke. Like the fact that there's false negatives and positives is a fucking joke. I mean, no offense to these doctors. It's like you guys, nobody knows about this dumb thing. Let's fucking nuke China and fucking end it. I and mean, you hear you, say. you hear about like Colin Quinn getting it from Giannis, and everyone got it besides Chris yeah. Stefano. It's crazy how catchable it is. Like I had a people who had a party, catchable. like sixteen people got everyone got it there at the party. Yeah, crazy. yeah I got uh, what do you call it? Three of my coworkers, uh, the kitchen guys, they got it, but our kitchen's upstairs. But all of us had to get tested, and then. Uh, yeah, I came out negative. I got like the blood test and the uh, swab. The blood so, test show you ever have it? Yeah, no, nothing. I never had it. it My like, friend had it and then still got it. He had antibodies and then uh, in in the summer and got it recently and had bad symptoms and still can't work out. And there's another thing stuff. like it's absurd. What's does the he point of getting antibody test? Before he touches it, like what? Wait, what? <laughs> He has a, what is how do you get it and then get it again? Like, he got really? it in the summer. He took an antibodies test because he works for like a lab company and they, it showed he had it at one point. And then recently, like uh, this month or last month, he got it from like going out to a party and he had a fever, like chills, like the flu symptoms, like nothing wild. And now after like weeks, he still, he caught, he, call, he uh, has shortness of breath, can't work out and feels really tired and winded. Well, they say that's the other thing. They say you can get like you can get it again. They say it's a low chance. And like he, it sucks. It he doesn't. He hasn't like worked out or anything. He has no energy. And like you could get. There's even things where people are saying they're getting symptoms from like weeks later. I don't want that shit. You imagine having a migraine every day from COVID or like a brain side well, effect or heart. They're saying there's like there's, yeah. they're saying there's like an eighty percent chance that you're getting fucked up after the second uh, vaccination shot. Yeah, that's my, they, they don't want to give it to my grandma. The doctor was like, just wait it out. Feel bad for my her. grandma. Goes. They your doc, their doctors are telling your grandma not to get it. They, they told my aunt, they were like, you should just wait it out. Cardiologist, a really good doctor. And what does that mean, wait it out? He was like, I wouldn't, tr-. he's like, the first dose is good, but the second dose, there's studies that could actually kill the dead people. Not the, I mean, the old people. Oops. Like the, well, uh, my grandma's elder. getting it next week. So <laughs> I'm I mean, not. I didn't say that. Not good. I mean, it depends which uh, ones. There's different kinds, keep in mind. And then they said, Hank Aaron, kinds. Hank Aaron got the shot two weeks later. He was dead. They said it wasn't relatable. Man, come on. Dude, yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope I'm I telling hope. my grandma she doesn't give a fuck though, and I'm like, I was like, she's young. No, you, you don't leave the house anyway. But, my grandma's uh, 94, dude. She's like in the ninth I inning. Think wasn't that young. He was like 85. Yeah. But no, I'm seeing a lot of people get like some some girl I went to high school with. She's a nurse, so obviously she gets first dibs. She she wrote like this whole Facebook status about how she had like 103 fever. Me too. Like her body got knocked I, out. I saw that on mine. I saw that too. I don't know if we follow. I was like, I need, I'm not trying to get this. 
Some girl from college, the same thing. She said, like, I've been sick for a week, guys. Just plan to take the week off of work. I'm like, fuck it. I'd rather just risk getting Corona. Like, why would I go take a shot and give it to myself? What happens if you just get the first shot? Is that not possible? That's the thing, though. My mom told me that she opted out of getting the vaccine. She's waiting till next year because she said that there's no way that they can test that correctly and that accurately in that short of a time span. I was nervous, too. I mean, you would hope they can since it's 2021, but yeah. Dude, my mom is like jumping on it. I think she already got the first shot. My she friend got my friend got too. He said he's fine. There's a rumor that you can't get hard on it or fuck. And I go, did you? Are you good down there? Can you can you fuck? Can you get a hard on? He's yeah, like, yeah, everything. Also good. be you could also be fine, and then ten years later, you're growing a tail. So like, imagine you, know. you get a side effect. You can't get. You're not fertile. You can't have kids. You can't get a hard on from a fucking vaccine. Well, they're also they're also afraid you can, they're going to be everlasting everlasting side effects from having COVID. <laughs> I know. Or the shot. The guy had a heart issue, the pitcher for the Red Sox. If there's everlasting effects from having COVID like in years from now, then you know that shit was made in the fucking lab. It I mean, was. Come on. Come on. It, uh, yeah, 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 dude. Like that. Fuck that. Dude, we, we, once again, we get rid of our pandemic relief uh, team and then we get hit with a pandemic. It's just absurd. It's and then China's the number one growing economy in this whole year. They planned this shit in 2020. Dude, New Zealand's the New Zealand and Australia. There's like no COVID there. Like we should just move there. Oh yeah, they're doing great. Like New Zealand's been doing great since like the summer. They put a travel ban. No one could come in. The and it was like completely gone. And then I think they opened up travel and there was another outbreak. But now they're like good. <laughs> if you go to Alabama right like now, Japan's Florida, good. there's no such thing as COVID down south. Right now. Dude, Mark's in Miami. It's a fucking shit show. If you go to Idaho, you'd probably be good, too. Like, who the hell wants to go there? You could just be- chill out in Idaho. I heard, well, I heard one of the Dakotas was, like, the worst in the country. And I'm like, there's 200,000 people there. How bad could it be? There's so people like, who don't wear masks. Yeah, like, fucking, um, I don't know. Where's the riskiest place you go for Although COVID? Never... Mine, mine's the Spanish barbershop. They take their mask off. They don't have it on. I'm, I get nervous in there. I'm like, just shut my shave my head. Just shave it. Just get me. I'll just do my own hair. I Where's don't know. I've actually personally, no, I'm actually trying to think bad. about it. Like the obviously the rules are dumb. You have to like wear it to walk around in a, in a in a store in a venue. But then when you sit down, you're good. But I'm trying to think. I've actually never really walked in anywhere where people are just actively walking around without a mask on. I always Barber, the barbershop for me. But uh, Wegmans is bad. It's so many people. It's like there's 300 people in here. It's packed. Someone has COVID. We're gonna get it. And it's just like a joke. Like shopping, touch everything. But like. You got to live your life too. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Even it's weird. I would, say, uh, I would say New York or Nork Penn. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Yeah. That, yeah that, has to be, that has to be it, dude. Like you have to touch it. Yeah. <laughs> like, you have to buy a train ticket. You have to get through a turnstile. You have like, like, there's so much that you have to goddamn touch and God forbid you have to use a bathroom in that place. Oh God. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. I literally don't go anywhere. So I'm like, the park was bad sometimes because people, when it's nice out, they all want to get out and they wear masks and they close the park. They could close the bathroom. So they had porta potties. So I was like, fuck this. I started pissing outside. If I get caught, I'm saying, fuck you. I ain't going in the porta potty. I don't go in a porta potty not during COVID. So I'm yeah, definitely we not close our bathrooms. We don't want to clean them, but here, here's some porta johns. Yeah. Yeah, Porter potties might have to be the most disgusting thing yeah. ever invented. Like, like, like summertime, like at an event. I'd rather shit outside. Seriously. Yo, yeah. no. I have probably gone in a porta potty probably ten times total in my life. I'd rather shit myself. Experience. Always had this irrational fear that, like, if I was like pissing in a porta potty, that whatever was in it would like travel up my pee stream. 
Oh, that's definitely true. <laughs> or if I'm in like a fucking yeah, old pool. Yeah, I walk in and just try to piss in like from here, like 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 a like a three point range, and like yeah, it's like hitting oh, the floor and shit. It's like all oh, over. I'm like fuck it. You don't even want to touch the door. Like you don't. I got like, one foot out in. I don't want to get locked in. That's a fear of mine. Getting locked in a porta potty. No, getting pushed over on one is mine. Yeah. Because yeah. like they push it over, everything that was in there just fell out, and at that point, like yo, it's over for you, bro. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, anything going on in hip hop? I was gonna say, is it discouraging when you hear people like celebrities say, "I'm not gonna respond to someone who has seven followers," but if someone with a million followers is talking to them wrong or giving wrong information, they respond to them? Like, obviously, it's a part of the game, but is it discouraging? It's it's like the same concept where like people talk shit on YouTube, like who are you guys and this and that when you have like a viral like moment on YouTube. But I understand it. It's kind of funny because like it. I guess that's what comes with the territory. It's just a quick way to get out of any confrontation. But then you got people you know, who are like, followers don't matter and this and that. And it's clearly a lie. They do because they'll respond to someone with a million followers, but won't respond to someone with like a thousand. Like they're smart and strategic in their way of like marketing but or that's responding. What, that's what I'm saying is like, why risk saying something out in the public eye and get in trouble over a guy that only has X amount of followers anyway? Like which, so they clearly yeah. matter, but it's like, yeah, they don't want to, they don't want to double down. They don't want to like level down. They want to level up there. You know. no, yeah. It's the same reason why people uh, ask for a lawyer as soon as they get arrested. I don't want to say anything that might get me into trouble. So I'm going to keep yeah. quiet right now. You know, like, oh that's, yeah. That's a good point. I wanted to bring up cause I was you watching. Have, um, you have more to lose when you're more famous, you know, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you have way more to lose when you're more famous rather than the kid that once again, me only have seven followers. What's gonna happen to him? He can say whatever he wants. That's true. And he's like, I see it on Netflix. You see it on YouTube, though. People just comment to comment, like they don't do shit. That ties into um. That's also the thing, though. Is like, wow, we're 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 putting all this quote unquote content and all this shit on this platform that also serves just people just shitting on people shit. Like, like you know what I mean? Like, what's the point? Well, there's like uh, hardcore fans who ride for them. And then there's also people who are like, don't have the balls to do what like, say you do and get on stage or whatever. So they're like, I'm going to just talk shit on this person because I don't know them. But like, they would fucking love you if you're in like the new Friday movie or something. You know what I mean? It's just like so phony, like until you have a certain come up. But like, it's just the way it is, I guess, you know. I was playing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that reminds me, I was, I was listening to a podcast um, that Brian Callen was on. I think uh, It's called Mind Pump Podcast. I don't know who the hosts are, but I guess it's pretty big. Anyway, it was Callen talking so many about podcasts. everything since the... Yeah, I know. It was Callen talking about everything since the accusations, but he was breaking down how everything went, like, on the insides that, you know, the inside sources that, like, what he was dealing with and shit. And because I like the way he actually handled that shit opposite of Chris D'Elia. And I just thought it was interesting because he was saying, because I was the one thinking he came out and denied everything and put a video and went and played the offense hundred percent. He's out touring right now. Like he's at the Miami improv this weekend. He's doing a podcast with um, Sam Tripley. He's starting another podcast with Steve Simone. I think why the fuck did he walk away from the fighter and the kid? Then I watched him on this podcast and he broke it all down. And then it makes sense. Bro, he niched down. All the sponsors pulled out. So since for the so for fighting the kid, if he was going to continue to be honest, so he can't fuck over his partner Shab. So he has to leave so Shab can still have sponsors and make money, and he has to start fresh basically. And that make and that all made sense. But he with the way he came out and it's said all about the money, man. Offense. 
He played the offense, which I completely am a fan of because I never see anybody do it. Dalia just fucking cowered and, and put gave out like a written whatever. And, and don't talk about Dalia, dude. We're gonna get hate mail. Doesn't go on social media or anything. And then Callan did the opposite, where he did an Instagram video of his face saying it was all bullshit. This, that, and the third. And he's still striving on creating content, continuing on his own road. And I think that's cool because I I think that you should do that if you know you're innocent. So I just wanted I just thought that was very nice. The pod that episode is really good because he explains all the shit and how it was bullshit. And it was also it's also he was saying he's like if somebody could come after me, somebody who didn't pop off until three or four years ago. He was saying how shitty his career has been and how he didn't really get a uh, following till like three years ago. He's like, it's all, bu- it's all business. If, if you can come after me, if you can come after me 21 years later, you come at somebody like us has no shot because you can come in to them whenever. So it was just very interesting and him denying it and still being able to fucking tour and live on and create content, and do all those other shit. Cause somebody like a Chris D'Elia just disappeared. He hasn't done shit. And I'm like, that's fucking terrible. He might never be able to, to come back. I think that's the kicker. You have to power through it rather than like simmering down because it's going to be that much harder to, to get yourself back to where you were. If you just power through it, deny it, come out, keep continuing, keep podcasting, keep doing live shows and everything, and people still want to fuck with you, it's it's like you never took a step back. So there was just a blip, and now you're still going to be good. If you uh, take a step back and like disappear off the radar, you're kind of, you could be fucked forever. That's funny you say that because I was just recently watching. I was recently watching. See, a- I- what? I was just I said, T.I. just went through something like that. Uh, oh, the rapper? Oh, yeah. I was just recently watching a 50 Cent Ja Rule thing. And what's so interesting as you were talking about that is 50 Cent, one of the reasons he won the beef was he kept putting out music after he almost got killed by them, like shot by like the Supreme Team and all that. And he was just really persistent and he wasn't as famous yet. And then Murder, Inc. had a case where Irv Gotti and Chris Gotti had a case. So Ja Rule wasn't able to put out music and talk about stuff like that would be incriminating or dissing 50 Cent back. So he put a hold on his music. And that car probably cost him his music career because he had to wait it out. And 50 Cent was coming with bangers, signing with G with a shady aftermath Eminem. So basically the moral of the story is like, if you're silent for a long time, it could help you in the court of law winning a case, but for your like entertainment career it could fuck you because people might move on or they'll think you're guilty or other stuff like that. Yeah. What happened it's with T.I.? Interesting. Like when you're a comic that's going through like a Callan situation or something where it's almost like a, yeah, you didn't have to go to court. Maybe you did have to go to court, but it's almost like the shows after that is like the the first the first tour is almost like you're performing for a jury. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like like you say something kind of wrong or off, or it's so easy for somebody to come see because like the, the the whole point of people coming to see you in the first place is because of probably that. Like they want to see subconsciously like. I kind of want to see if this motherfucker really did that shit or not. Like, I don't know. That's why you have to own it. And like anyone who goes to see him now is oblivious to the situation. They don't know. And they just go to see a comedy show. Or they have no idea or they forgot. Or Or like my buddy does. He just picks out comedians. He Googles them or they're hardcore fans. So he's winning. He's like niching down for his hardcore fan base. And it's kind of weird. Or also, or also, Hardcore fans going hand in hand with that they believe that he's innocent. Yeah, like, I know. No but I'm saying you also yeah, get so people who are just so oblivious and go. 
to a also, show. The best part of that podcast episode was he breaks down when the allegations first came at his lawyers and his publicists were calling him, telling him to do this, that, and the third to like stand down to just do a written uh, response like Delia. And he said, fuck you all that. And he tells the whole story. He said, fuck you. I'm not doing that. Fuck you. I'm not doing that. He like fired his publicist or some shit. And he did the live Instagram video of his face, denying everything and playing the offense. And I was like, Fuck yes, because I was telling Dalia and other guys to do that when it happens to them. And he says, it's like, if you don't do that, then you're probably guilty. That's what he says. And I was like, fuck yeah, you are. So I think that was great. He goes in, or he breaks down in a file, all because the women that accused him were women that he was had been friends with for years, that he had been intimate with, whatever. And he, he gets all conversations with them, messages, emails. He gets all this shit, puts it in a file, sends it to his lawyer and his publicist and says, look, read through all of this shit and then believe me that I'm innocent. And they did. And they believe that he was, that he was innocent. And his publicist was like a, this feminist female who like goes after these guys. And she believed him and, and did not, and said he was, and said he was innocent and defended him. So he's just, we, he, he did it to the end of the earth to prove that he was innocent. And it, it was bullshit. It could you, never go to court because there was no evidence. Just jerk off and use a flashlight. Don't even have sex with women. If you're trying to make it entertainment now. There's also it was also 22 years ago. <clears throat> like so, if you hear it's just, no, I like Callan for that reason. Like he goes in detail on the podcast about the shit yeah, that he has to do. I, he also he also like gambled and won because usually with something like that, unfortunately, you have to take that route because you might say the wrong thing. Yeah, your lawyer advises you. All it takes is for you to pause a little bit longer than most or look up into the sky or something for somebody like, nope, you did it. You know, I personally I mean, think if I personally think if you don't come out and deny it and 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 take all the take all the proof that it, you're innocent, then you're guilty. No loyalty I in West Coast. If comments. you just simmer down and put your tail between your legs, then there's something you're hiding something. No, I think that you should go written as soon as you can going, uh, whatever is going on. Like I, I I can only say that these are the furthest things from true, and you know I'm willing to prove that in court. You know, like, like but. And they didn't even the 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 cult the girls who accused him. There wasn't even enough evidence for it to go. Just to become court. a rapper, you could get away with anything. He's still selling out. That's the kicker. He's still selling out and doing well. So it's like the hardcore fans know that it's a lie, and it's not. I mean, and it's not just a lie because he said this is a lie. It's because he proved that it's a lie to his lawyer and his publicist and everybody. So I just I think I think it's cool because the him and the Delia thing happened within like a month of each other, and I'm saying for the future, whenever it happens again, I think that's what you got to do unless you're trying to hide something. And and luckily there hasn't been like a comic canceled since then, really. Marilyn Manson. Well, I mean, it's open to interpretation though, because like you really only know how you would react to that situation once it happens to you. That's true. Yeah, you know I mean, like, like and 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 once again, not saying that this doesn't the people, not saying that uh people that claim they've been sexually assaulted or lying you know i think everybody yeah. should should have a fair chance at you know like if that happened yeah like go after whoever but if and that like didn't happen, if that didn't happen to you that's a weird like like if the situation arose where you know you didn't do something and someone's accusing you of something you know you didn't do it's a weird space to be in like, like, yeah. like from the outside looking in thank god i've never been in a position like that well number one because i've never done anything to put me in a position like that but yeah. I, I i i truly think there is no right or wrong answer to a right or wrong way to approach it like like yeah. like it, it, yeah, it depends on who it is what they're saying yeah. you did 
who you are. You know what I mean? Like, like it's it's really strange. Yeah, like at tough. that point, you're in a space where it doesn't matter anymore. Like, cause once again, like, and this kind of goes even way further beyond like all this, but we have a court system where they trust 12 people that you've never met in your entire life. Which Not good. Like, like yeah. that, how, how in the world is that even stable? Like, I, like, like, like I tweeted about this. How many times do we have to see uh, on TV shows and shit where the, uh, the lawyer goes, it's not about the truth anymore. It's about what we can prove, what we can prove to a jury. Yeah, it's a jury. What do these fucks know? They're regular dudes. It's like, at this point, you just hired somebody to go, hey, do you know how to sway a public opinion the best? Yeah. It has nothing to do with what, what happened. Yeah. Another one was branding. If someone tr likes Trump, he's hated. If someone likes Biden, he's hated. Weird time for celebrities or people who have brands. It can either help you or hurt you, but I feel like it'll hurt more. And I think Michael Jordan said it best. Republicans buy shoes too. Yeah, I yeah. Shoes. I I think personally, if you're a celebrity, you have to treat yourself like if you're a celebrity or a brand. You have to treat yourself uh, like a bar. There, you don't talk politics or religion at the bar. It's just what it should be. Like people like you for the artist or the athlete or whoever you are. Like what you kind of do on the uh, just on the focal end of things. It, there's certain things that people don't really need to know about you like that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like I wouldn't, like, I feel like Ice Cube wouldn't have got hated on as much if he, if he kept being a Republican to himself. Like if Ice Cube <laughs> told you in private, he was a Republican you probably wouldn't feel any type of way about it. But if, I'd be shocked the, he's from you know, if the whole world kind of, and if he, and if he told you why, it probably makes sense for him to be a goddamn Republican anyway when you make that much money. You know? And then, like Michael Jordan said, Republicans buy shoes too. I think that's a good mentality for a business. Like, if you're a comedian, well, you're yeah, a business. Like, you never hear Sebastian Maniscalco going to politics. Yeah, mm -hmm. man. It's like, it doesn't, it doesn't. I'd rather have a, I'd rather have a Sebastian Maniscalco who doesn't get involved in politics than someone who's phony and gets on to be relevant in their career or because they're pressured into it. Yeah, like I'm not like yo. If shit, if miraculously shit happened for me tomorrow and I had a microphone in my face on TV, and they're like, well, which way do you swing? Like, I don't really mess with politics like that, man. I don't yeah, know. I had a friend who's like, I never talk finance or politics with people. Real comics don't for more rights. Sides, anyway. Wait, I don't think I don't know. Ice Cube's technically a Republican. It was just the fact that he was trying to meet with Trump because Trump was trying to get any black guy to like do that reform plan or whatever the hell it was. He's not a Republican. What are you nuts? I saw recently that Biden is uh because Biden's Catholic. He's only the second Catholic president ever since after JFK. I thought that was interesting. And JFK got shot. Hopefully he doesn't. How about Chris Rock scared about if, there's a, if there was a black vice president, the what the regular president's gonna get shot? That's kind of funny. Not funny, but fucked up. The old nah, skinny head. Because <laughs> now Biden's a white guy. He's not gonna get shot. He's just gonna croak. That's me. Yeah, they're gonna. Yeah, they're gonna. Somebody just gonna steal his Wednesday pills, and that's gonna. Be <laughs> Someone's gonna inject them like they did Easy E, R.I.P. Easy E. Just Someone kidding. gonna be like, oh, there ain't no no more fish oil for you today. Easy E definitely got AIDS in the most natural way. That guy was. Fucked. Do you think so? People say it's an injection. No. No, he was raw talking to a bunch of chicks. Yeah, but he yeah. never seemed sick, and he just collapsed one day and then died like, like seventeen days later. Yeah, that's what that's what happens with a me. <laughs> I know some people live with AIDS forever, like a Magic Johnson. Easy, was yeah, putting but he money. got money. Easy got he had money. money, but he yeah, got fucked no. up. They might not have, because he didn't really nah. pop off after NWA, did he? What are you talking about? Yeah, he, he owned all that. 
don't think so. Or remember the deal that they had. Too. His estate like, is fifty probably, million. It's crazy. Probably, yeah, but he probably didn't get all the money he was promised. I think he had also, something. They might have, he had bad bronchitis. They might have caught it super late and easy. Magic, I remember they caught it like super early. Yeah, they didn't like, know what it was early. And he Magic, had uh, they caught it early. Magic is in Magic Johnson shape. You know what I mean? And yeah, easy, got, easy. He always had that cough too. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's talking to a dude that's smoking that's smoking backwards all day and performing. He got it after magic too. Yeah, like it's you know, I think I think the cards were were you know for magic. Like to what are you if do? anybody could have could have bought their way out of that is him. What know? a topic. Yeah, I feel like the Vlad TV, if you watch certain people were cool with him, like the Bone Thugs of Harmony and all those people, they were saying like something ain't right, like he died too quickly. Like someone shot him something, like Suge Knight or something. Or higher oh, dude, someone, someone wanted Knight, to get rid of him. Surprise me. But there's so many goddamn conspiracies. I just really think he got it the natural. They're way. so wild, the conspiracy theories. I love them. Yeah, he got shot. What he oh, got? Larry Flint died. Needle. He got all that. No, that's not what happened. He was fucking a bunch of people without protection, and that's what happens. He had like you eight know? kids from different wives. Yeah, he's like fucking. If, uh, that, if that doesn't tell you that you're not rolling the dice with your, you know, with your immune system, I don't know what is like. And you know, and unfortunately, it, it took great people to die. You know, what I mean, for people to figure that out. Like, yeah, but I mean, if you if, if something happened and like you knew somebody and they just died so quickly, and you're like, damn, like something must have happened to that guy. It was a conspiracy. Like people in the room thinking that is is interesting. I know they don't want to like believe the truth. It could be the truth of AIDS, but like they're thinking like people I, like. I think, the way they, I think it's there. the way that they looked at him. There too, was a lot of shady know? shit going on too. What a topic! Like you view you view a celebrity and rappers and entertainers almost like they're immortal. Like yeah. They're not look at um, for a dude to go out that way, like quickly, um, very quickly. Dude, look at Dustin Diamond from Safe by Bell, who just died. He was like diagnosed with cancer and dead three weeks later, right after they started treatments. So yeah, like it can happen quick with something like cancer or AIDS. That ain't, you can't fuck around with those. It's not like strep throat. You could die quick. So yeah. you're fucking COVID. Sometimes, yeah, you have to change your diet, bro. Like, like, like it, it, you, you have to change how you eat. Like, like when you, when you're. Uh, plus, the meds can fuck with you too. Look at fucking. He had like a surgery and died him. a few days later. I think I don't know that I forget. It's old, but. Well, well remember because. R. P. To screech. Because it attacks your immune system and your white blood count. Remember, when you get surgery, your white blood cells all go into action to help start healing up again and fighting off infection, like. When your body's open in any capacity there's so much room for for infection to set in and when you don't have that many white blood cells to already be there for for you to fight off and for you to not die well, yeah, it's dumb easy for you they to were saying sick. it was confusing too because no one else got hiv none of the girls he was fucking which is weird but i guess that can happen too yeah there's a lot of what ifs not to get onto it i just i'm an easy historian they ain't tracked down all of them. Yeah, they tracked down. Yeah, they, they, there's no way. They everyone he was married, everyone he was dating, or whatever, like all those. They, they tracked down whoever he had kids with, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah but which but, was about a 10 percent of who he was actually fucking. That's what I'm saying. Though. Every single groupie, yeah, you know, y'all was touring nationally, going yeah. everywhere. You going? You? I think they even went overseas or something like that too. But like, y'all went everywhere. It's just wild. You, if you talk to like 10 of his homies out of like nine out of 10 or eight out of 10, will be like, it's shady. And other two, like, yeah, you didn't wear comedy. He was fucking everywhere. But like, they would always find But nobody wants it to be that simple. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Like, nobody wants it to be that simple. Well, look at, look at Shug Knight. Shug Knight's a weird guy. You never know with that idiot. 
That guy's a scumbag. You think Suge Knight? Uh, you think Suge Knight? Uh, I, I don't know. I, I'm saying you think he had the the, the capability to to figure out how to store uh, uh, AIDS AIDS and blood. I mean, uh, AIDS I'm not saying it was that. Yeah. Keep it at the right you know what I'm saying keep it at a right temperature and then somehow stick them with it without him knowing. Like, nah. I remember Ice Cube was talking about the tunnel. They met. They they like repatched everything. They were gonna bring NWA back, and it was in New York. And like Easy kept coughing. He's like, "You all right?" He's like, "Yeah, I got a little like cold." And that was like the AIDS. It was like the bronchitis okay. fucked him up. And then he had went. Well, that's in the- how it If you get a cold, that's it. It turns into something else. Like, and then it was like the AIDS and like. He got surgery, and like days later, he was like finished. I think his lawyer was Ron. His attorney, his name was Ron Sweeney, and he was black. How weird is that? Yeah, yeah that's why Tom Hanks was wearing that scarf at the end of Philadelphia. You know, <laughs> he's gay. It was because he's. <laughs> that's a good movie. That's always on randomly, and I watch it. And it's so weird seeing Tom Hanks like that. And then Young Denzel, he's like prejudice of gay people and people with AIDS. He's like, yeah, he's not Young Denzel. He's like forty something in that movie. Is he? I don't know about that. That's young Denzel to me. That's like 94. Was Philadelphia? 94, 90. bro. What are you fucking crazy? He's old. Old movie. Uh, Denzel, Denzel was born in the 50s. So he's still in the 90s. Still, that's one of his early movies. Look that Wait, up, dipshit. I'm looking it up right now. Wait, you said easy. Like he died in 94. I think yeah, so. I think so. 95. It's crazy. Maybe. If you listen to the he old was Howard Stern. Literally, he's 40 in that movie, Mike, you stupid fuck. Yeah, but he's been acting, what, less than five years, I guess, right? What are you insane? Denzel's been acting since he was like 20. Did you say Denzel was acting for less than five years, Mike? No, he's saying that Denzel's old in the movie Philadelphia. That movie Philadelphia is old as shit. He's not old, but he's not young. He's, he was 39 during that movie. That had to be one yeah. of his first five movies, though. That I'll look up. I don't know maybe, when he started acting. Maybe, maybe, but yeah, but didn't Denzel like get picked up late too? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. He's his trying- first movie was 19. 19- Put it this way: His first movie was 1981. Philadelphia was 93. So he'd been acting for 12 years. He was probably not that big, I would say, in the 80s. Probably not in the 80s, but he was getting what was there. The, wait, what was his first movie? It's always on. That's so That's funny how you said I Philadelphia. It's always yeah, on did, my he, cable. I mean, for the average actor, he's got a late start in terms of, I guess, notoriety. He was 26, 27. Carbon Copy, I never heard of it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, okay. But like the 80s, he was probably still a no namer. But I That's guess his saying. first. Glory was a, was a decent breakout for him, and then those nine when he did Malcolm X, I think that really kind of put him on the map. It was Malcolm X, then it was what? Remember the Titans after Malcolm X, or was it uh the Pelican Brief, Philadelphia, bunch of movies I never heard of. John Devil Q. in the Blue Dress was big. John Q. John Q. was a big one. Yeah, You're saying eighty one? He made his two. Early two thousands like cemented him. He did like. He did remember the Titans training day and John Q back to back to back. Yeah, that's what that, no, that yo, was like, you know what right, happened? He was on Broadway for Man on Fire. He was on Broadway for Mad Long. Yeah, I think oh, he did start in Broadway in like I his early twenties. See, yo, you're yeah. Philadelphia put him on Malcolm X, Mo Better Blues, Spike Lee joint. Malcolm X was his breakout, but he was already in his forties because he, you know, he started Courage Under Fire, years. the Hurricane. The Hurricane might have been the one too, and I then Training Day. Those early 2000s, those were his best movies. Yeah. Mm. Yo, the Candidate's good. <clears throat> Man, American right Gangster is a great movie, by the way. Yeah, but he's he is old. He's you know he's six. American Gangster is a great 60 movie. 60 years old. I mean, if, good, if yeah, American Gangster's on, I watched the equal. 
I watched The Equalizer recently. If the American Equalizer. Gangster's on, I watched that shit the whole way through. And that's long. That's a good fucking movie. The soundtrack with Jay-Z, the fucking movie, everyone in there. T.I. in there looking young as shit. T.I. looks young as shit in the ATL. Oh, tip. <laughs> tip. Yeah. Like, don't crack. Yeah, what is, how old is T.I.? Is he even 40 yet? Yeah, I think. You know, was it Diana Ross' son plays his cousin? Does he? I don't know, maybe. Yeah, light skin kid, aunt. That's Diana Ross's son. Oh, is it? New, new. Laura London, new, new. She dated, I didn't know that she dated uh, or someone in state property before. Like, they were fam- Like, that was her first boyfriend. Uh, yeah, and then it went yeah, to like yeah. Lil Wayne. Dr. Dre's dating some. She's uh, hot as, she's hot as uh, shit. Now she did Nipsey Hustle. Yeah, I love those old movies. about that. Also, back on uh, Denzel can we, and Training Day, can we explain how much different uh, Dr. Dre looks now compared to he did in Training Snoop Dogg's in there. Like, he looks like 30 years older. I love seeing old rappers in movies. Um, What's crazy about Training Day, Jay- yeah, I was watching, uh, I was watching Starsky and Hutch last night, and Snoop is hilarious. Yeah, Huggy Bear. Jada Kiss said, why does Denzel have to win an Oscar? Why did, to, get, to win an Oscar, why do you have to be crooked? That's the funniest rap line in the song, Why? Like, why did Jay Z have to win the? Yeah. Why do you have to be a crooked to win the Oscar? That's funny because of Training Day. Such a great movie. A good he would have won if he didn't. He would have won it after that though, where he was playing a show. He would have won it for John Q or John Q. Sucks. He should have won it for Malcolm X. Not like John, John Q. Is great. Where it's a great movie. It has terrible ratings and reviews though. I think he's good in it, but it's not the great. He ain't gonna win nothing for John Q. I like the Equalizer. I just saw it for the first time. Like yeah, Equalizer Two is not as good as the first one. They're good though. Man on Fire. Man on Fire is fire. Really good. Whoever, whoever April Jones is, that's who Dr. Dre is dating. Okay. I don't know who they are, but it's a, he. Um, it's a Marion's baby mama. Yeah, that's it. Ah. Oh. She's kind of weird looking too. Dude, why don't Marion keep taking these hits, man? First little yeah. phase. Now Dre. Not taking as much hits as Scotty. Just the hyenas ending. I, we kind of talked about that, but I just thought it was weird. But I mean, we never really talked about it for podcast wise. Just texting wise, I'd say. Alex, did you hear about that? Well, you don't. You don't. You guys don't listen to them. I actually listen to them. Well, I was the one who, who told them, and he denied it. He was yelling at me. I did. I, I yelled at him. I denied it. I just think it's a dumb move. Like I'm. I'm obviously going to say that because I'm a fan of the funniness of the podcast. But I was like, I think Chris wanted to go seen- more than Giannis. I've never seen a successful podcast with a growing fan base to just end. I've never seen that. Usually a podcast ends because they're not getting traction. They don't, they're not getting a following. They were like the complete opposite. Oh, so I, just got, I got a funny story. Someone who was watching the Impulsive show, he's, I, I actually I actually believe this too. Hold on. Your mic keeps um, cutting out. Uh, I actually believe this too, is that Giannis and Tim Dillon are so similar in comedy, but Giannis is more friendlier probably and nicer in real life or like can be more serious, but they're, they have a, they have a similarity in comedy and the way they talk. And what are you you're, implying? You're going to do a podcast together? What? What are you implying? That, that no, I'm just saying they're kind of one in the same, like they're unique individuals, but like they're kind of similar and they're like conspiracy people and more, but like I was well, talking, wild. I was talking to someone who's not even in comedy, but he was watching that Jake Paul show and he, Tim Dillon was on there and he knew Giannis already. And he was like, wow, it's like Giannis and Tim Dillon are so alike. And it is true. They do kind of talk the same and they kind of like have the same comedy. Mm. Well, they're kind of like, they're, they go wild. They say crazy shit, conspiracy a little bit, and they like play off of politics a little bit. And I think Chris wanted to leave more than Giannis because Chris wanted to do something with Sal Volcano, get in that TV realm and do stuff on podcasting, not go as hard for the, and like have a clean cut podcast with ads with Sal Volcano. And Sal Volcano is a bigger name globally. So he's kind of piggybacking going to Sal Volcano. Not that Chris isn't big, 
but he's not as big as Giannis, uh, Sal. And yeah, I just uh, don't get it. I and mean, also, Chris is, Giannis Chris is doing just as, as Chris is doing just as absurd stuff on his solo show. So I, I never understood the big old clean thing with Sal. I mean, and also, uh, I just never saw that. Like, just do all of them. Do do all of them. Like you're losing out money, hassle. literally. Now they have now they have to rebuild the fan. Like it'll get there, but they have to rebuild the Patreon, rebuild the fan base with Sal. And like half and go, just like why not just half go to one, half go to one, half go to the other, or they could both have to listen. It's kind of annoying for the fans. I mean, if, if it wasn't Whatever. there, it wasn't I there. Just, I just thought it was interesting. Also, the way they're ending it makes no sense to me because the last it's been over, but the last two weeks they've put out new episodes. So I'm like, what, are they ever going to like not keep stop putting out episodes or you know? But uh, whatever, I guess do what you want. Uh, that Chris's show because I, I was watching Sal and Chris's podcast today. Chris's new show is supposed to come out in the summer. Sal, I thought they were I thought they were doing it together, but it's, Sal's not involved in it. It's just on the same network as the Joker's. Um, but it's a, uh, apparently the concept is Chris is like a judge. He's like a host and judge on, um, and he goes to different people's houses and they're, it's, it, he basically chooses who built the best bar in your back. They basically build bars in their backyard mm-hmm. and, and Chris is like the judge and the host and decides which is the best one. I think it's a very weird concept, but I guess we'll see how it plays. Also, Chris is funny, so he can make any show funny. But that, um, might, that one might not last long. I thought it was a dumb move. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't think any. I don't think any shows are lasting long. Like except for sounds and shit on True podcast. TV didn't last. The only thing on True TV that really made the brand is the Impractical Jokers. Literally made the network. You would say. Well, they own the yeah, channel. They're on them all. Was the other one? It was that game show. Laugh tracks. Yeah. Oh no, I know what you're talking about. Uh, didn't Damian Lemon host it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I forget yeah. what that was called. That Aren't they leaving and going somewhere else though? I saw. Aren't they going to some other network? Who? The Practical Jokers, or maybe I'm wrong. No, True TV already upped them for two more seasons. There's a lot of weird moves that I've seen in the comedy. They're running out of ideas. They're running out of ideas. There's a lot of weird comedy moves that I've seen, like, throughout this uh, game of, like, weird things. Comedy Knockout, Alex. That was the show. Why would they do that? Um, I don't know. I just thought it was interesting. But that's really it. Anything else? I got a shower, unfortunately. I don't remember the last time I showered. Uh, yeah, I remember what's weird is I remember that that one podcast was getting a lot of traction and then they like switched up guys we fucked. It was like a top podcast. Oh, yeah, they were a huge podcast. They're still doing their thing, but they were on the verge of being like globally huge, right? And for some reason, they like switched it up and then Call Our Daddy went right in that lane and became the top spot. It was weird to me. Well, they, 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 they pulled a Rogan. They pulled a smaller scale Rogan where they went to... um. Lumi, 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 something. Lumi, Lumix or Lumi. And but Lumix. also they became more feminist. The they became more feminist and not as like trendy. Whatever they take the money. Absolutely. I mean they're getting older too. You know what I mean? So I think it's just the views change. I think I think where where they were at, they could they could have, they had a clear distinction on like they were at a split, like a fork in the road. You could go and start performing to the super like the younger kids mm-hmm. which is like a gamble because it's like it's fleeting like kids pick shit up and put them away and they're bored with them shout out so, toy story yeah whereas you could kind of pitch it as you're going along more towards the people tailored to like how you think and that'll always be there because those Just kids are always going to get older so it may not be cool to them now but like a few years later they might be on it now you know what i mean and yeah i don't know I think also the title of what their podcast is called only fits that range of people. The from, I would say, eighteen to eighteen to forty. I think they they got they could yeah. do. 
and they're still doing like uh, sometimes Corinne, you go on these private networks podcast. though Corinne and you kill it and stuff. <laughs> Corinne does a podcast with Joe DeRosa so it's sometimes like, you take the early paycheck and it, it comes to backfire because you're on some like private thing where not everyone's on there and you took the money it's like you could have definitely did something where it could expand it more I'm not saying yeah, that I'm just I know a lot of people who don't watch Rogan anymore because they would just they would watch the YouTube, so they just don't listen at all anymore. Yeah, now. because they don't realize the YouTube comments are what make the episode sometimes the engagement. It's the audience. That's what Rogan Spotify is saying. Though, Spotify has yet to realize Rogan, that. Rogan was saying recently, though. I think he, uh, he Spotify is doing something where he's going to be able to go back on YouTube and everything. So. Yeah, and they're doing Google Chrome and like Cast and all stuff. He, he, he's he, just so he's so big. They're probably just going to do whatever to keep him. There's like, a room, there was a thing he was unhappy. Like, like he was pretty much saying an episode where he was like. People have been hating on it, and everyone even was like, I don't like listening on Spotify. Some guy was on because, television. Yeah, because guests and fans say it's like, and he's like, he doesn't want to hear because the money's so good, but he but he like can't help but be like, oh, fuck, like, you know. So you're going to make Spotify let him go back on YouTube and et cetera and stuff like that. Okay. All right. Yeah, Is that right. it? I guess so. Man, this girl's got titty hickeys. I'm literally going to blow my brains out. This I can't girl's, summer. This girl's got titty hickeys all over what are you talking about? She sent um, you a picture of this with hickeys on them? No, like this. She put a picture out, but uh, I saw, I thought it was a nipple the other day. And she's like, no, someone was a hickey. Like someone just sucked their tits really crazy. Like yeah. it just uh, bruises yeah. a vampire. I follow those two chicks that you, uh, that you had on, like answering questions. One of them be posting some wild shit. Wait, which one? The, the redhead? Nah, the other one. Kiki <laughs> <laughs> Clout? Yeah. Kiki, what is your dumb name? Kiki Clout. Yeah, yeah. The other one might be borderline retarded. The That's mean. I'm just saying. What's crazy is they're way more successful than us. What a weird, weird, weird game out here. Because they fucking fuck on camera. I would be successful too if you want to see my fat ass <laughs> and my fucking four-incher on there, but I ain't doing that. No one would want to see that, believe me. Gays would. Uh, nah, but yeah, she just like, yeah, I'm not, no, dude, I was scrolling through. I was like, wow, you, you, okay. All right, word. She gets around. Hey man, yeah, she 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 wanted to come in person. I was just like COVID times would have been wild, but would have been funny. But yeah, what they live in Jersey? No, they were like trying to tell me to they were gonna Uber to from Philly to Jersey or New York, and I'm like, you ain't gonna do all that shit. Like it ain't gonna be worth it. Yo yo yo, what, Mike? Why did you not lock that in? They, Mike, they were gonna there's Uber. two porn stars here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah they were gonna uber why why would you she's like can you pay can you pay for our uber i'm like sure but like i don't know but like i don't know but it was like and i was like telling her and then she was being weird and she would text me like oh we can't do it today we're gonna be in we're, we're gonna be in texas tomorrow i'm like you just said you were gonna like be free she's like oh we'll do the interview and they did it in a hotel room in texas she was like she was letting them go bro fucking <laughs> Titties, start in using titties in two different directions, bro. I was like, yo, <laughs> you making it happen. She was cool. She was nice. Like, shit like that works when you bring them on. People come in to, like, listen because of, like, where they are. And it's funny content. Bro. Fuck the internet. Fuck them all. Fuck going viral. Oh, shit. It's crazy how people look after. We're still recording? Man, whoever's editing, bro, y'all got to edit job and a half. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> out in like five weeks. Fuck. I'd say it's like 5% back, maybe 3% back. It's that's like vinegar. I think that's the vinegar you're probably. Probably. Like they tell you to fucking inhale garlic or like burn an orange. So like I made my people mom bring me that. garlic and I just fucking like, 
Yo, what it do, baby? Baby, what it do? Baby, what it do? What? Ladies, cover your ears. I'm just kidding, but have an open mind. What? Don't act like y'all never watched porn or have or have had sex toys. We're all freaks out here and sexually open. It's 2020. And it was a quarantine and now it's COVID times. Dating during a global pandemic is kind of tough. Now with these COVID times, it's time to get back your stamina, practice and work on your sex game. Get you back out into the wild, into the dating life. That's why Keep It Basement has partnered up with Fleshlight. Go to fleshlight.com and use the discount code KIB for 10% off any purchase of a Fleshlight product. Fleshlight has products for all types of people, whether guys or girls, straight or gay, whatever, they have it all. With the purchase of a Fleshlight using the KIB discount code, not only are you supporting business, you're supporting small business while having a good time doing so. Go to Fleshlight.com and use the discount code KIB for 10% off. Fleshlights make for the perfect gift, whether it's a bachelor party, bro's birthday, or even your significant other's birthday or special celebration. Ladies, I know there could be a stigma here, but say you were going on vacation or you weren't around for a few weeks or days, wouldn't you rather have your man use a fleshlight than another girl? Wouldn't you rather you come home and see your man using a fleshlight instead of having another girl over uh, being unfaithful? I, I mean, put two and two together here. What, what would you rather have? And also keep it basement. What? He's so nice. Yo, keep it basement. Keep it basement. Back at it, baby, with the bang bangers. Nigga, shut your ass up, man. I'm <laughs> I don't give a fuck, man. You are listening to Keep It in the Basement like most Italians. If you're not Italian, keep it there anyway. Well, that's cool because you're a fan. I'm a fan, too. You know what I'm saying? And I think, to, to me, fans make the best interviewers. You know what I mean? Like, Because we're asking the questions from a fan perspective. When you're a true fan and you follow the artist and you study your artist and you know an artist's music, you know an artist's background, you know the questions the right questions to ask because you're asking questions from a fan perspective. And not only that, the reason you said that you're able to talk to uh, your favorite artists for an hour, it's not that you're able to talk to them for an hour. It's you're able to listen to them for an hour. It's a yeah. difference. See, a lot of interviewers don't listen. See, I'm a listener. I, like, yeah. like a, a lot of interviewers have 20 questions, and all they want to do is get through those 20 questions. But the yeah. truth matter is, if you ask me a question, if I ask an artist a question and the artist answers me, if I'm listening, I'm probably going to get something else out of his answer that I want to ask him. And that's what a conversation is all about. What, keep it what radio? Basement. Keep it basement? Like, keep it, like, keep it in the house. Keep it yeah. basement radio? Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, hey, what's going on? It's your boy, Lil Dicky. Shout out Mike Sweeney, Swain, and keep it basement radio. What's up, guys? This is Mickey Gall. You're listening to Keep It Basement. Keep it basement. You are tuned in. <laughs> you are tuned in to the Keep It Basement podcast with your boy Sweet. Y'all heard? What up, Sweet? Now tuned to motherfucking derelict. Keep it basement with the Sweens. That's the name of the podcast. Keep it basement with the Sweens. Keep it basement. We out. Welcome the newest sponsor of the podcast, Fleshlight. Fleshlight is the number one male sex toy in the world with its soft, real feel insert patented to be so lifelike that many have proclaimed it feels better than the real thing. While there is no substitute for a real woman, amazing inner textures and over 100 possible combinations to choose from, we all have to work a little harder to keep up. Fleshlights offer an adjustable cap to control the desired suction level you prefer as well as a channeled sleeve. Able to stretch in order to accommodate the repeated discomfort of your girth. Easy to clean and durable, Fleshlight is your number one choice brand for male sex toys. Fleshlight 
also offers flesh skins, sleeves, anal toys, and accessories, including lube, mounts, cases, sleeve warmers, vibrators, and more. For more information, search Fleshlight on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or visit www.fleshlight.com. This is the Keep It Basin Podcast. Follow us on YouTube, subscribe to us, also on SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes Music, Laughable, and wherever else you could listen to us and view us. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, oh, I would love to tell you. I would love to tell you that basically... Uh, Mike Sweeney, the head president, CEO of Keep It Basement, fully admitted. At least you know it. Keep it fucking moving. Um, Porn sex, it's like 45 minutes an hour, but like real sex is like 20 minutes. Well, maybe for me, I guess. Try like three or four hours. Hour and 45 minutes? What the fuck? It's four hours. Words of wisdom here. Always use a condom, and if you don't use a condom, make sure you got like really strong pull-out game, okay? <laughs> pull-out game week. Yeah, wear a condom. Are you nuts? I have two hairless cats. I have one too. Can you get laid whenever with a bunch of options? How thirsty are your DMs? It's pretty lit. I ain't got Instagram. I don't got tweeters. I don't got nothing. A younger guy pick up a, a woman who's older than him. That's a really great question. How could I approach you and take you back to my room if we were sitting at a bar? You ask too many fucking questions. Don't ask no fucking questions. Plus, do funny guys get laid more? Oh, yeah, definitely. Would you date a uh, guy with a small penis? Like, how small? <laughs> How's, how big's your penis? Like, four inches? How funny are you? Then you put that video on fucking Worldstar. I hit the thing, it's YouTube. Fuck me up more. Sick of it. Stay down the cellar and shut the fuck up. <laughs> Keep it based in podcast Keep description. Find Keep it based with the Sweens wherever you get your podcast with host Tom Zappia and Alex Nicholas. Please make that a permanent drop in every episode. I scold them myself. Keep a Basement Podcast. We out. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Stealth Mode Motorsports. Yeah. Stealth Mode Motorsports serves worldwide motorcycle enthusiasts, racers, Dale Earnhardt Jr., and custom builders with the highest quality. Quality OEM parts for Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, Kawasaki, and Ducati. Super sport motorcycle models. We buy and sell used motorcycles as well. Based out of Charlotte, North Carolina, StealthModeBikes.com. Also on Facebook and Instagram at Stealth Mode Motorsports. Need an engine for a car? We supply engines to race teams all over the world. Lay your bike down and don't want to pay dealer pricing? Contact us for a fraction of dealer prices. All current inventory can be found on our eBay store at ebay.com slash str slash Stealth Mode Motorsports. Check them out. What do you want to do? You want to go to the Shipbag Comedy Show and then maybe try to roll through stress? Guys, follow your dreams and listen to Keep It Basement Rate. Subscribe. Thanks, hey, guys. Peace. Just masturbate if all else fails. Peace. Exactly. Top of California. If you don't like it, fuck it. You get on a plane, fly home. That's it. Take a chance. Four minutes at the, at the, at the, at the, at the comedy club in New Brunswick. Four minutes. Might turn into a, a spot on a Jimmy Kimball Tonight Show. You never know. You got to try it. You just can't stay on a safe route because then you're going to end up being kind of bitter when you get older. That you didn't take no chances. And that's it. That's my view on things.